guy definitely lost. We go see if he needs help. Oh fuck that! Fuck this guy. I think we should go see if he needs help. We're in the age of fucking Google. Well, I mean, you should have a smartphone there, right? You would think, but you know what? He could be an asshole. He could be an asshole. Well, he's an asshole because he parked in front of an active driveway. So clearly, asshole. Yeah. Well, you know what? Not everyone's gonna go and be a winner. I mean, sometimes you find a candy corn in human form. Well, I, I got nothing for that. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about this asshole who's behind us. I'm gonna go over there and talk to him. Why would you go talk to him? Ah, uh, he's leaving. Stranger danger. Haven't you ever heard that shit? Oh, uh, that's only for pussies. Oh, uh, well, you know, you are what you eat, right? <laughs> Alright, so. You know, Michael, I was over at the Rub and Tug the other day, and uh, got some sad news. What happened? Well, turns out that my dick got a little smaller. I can fit into Magnums now. Oh my goodness. Do I have to give them back to you? The fuck? It's been 17 years. <laughs> but, you know, hey, if you got them. I got them. I don't use them. Well, of course you don't. You don't stick your dick in anything. No. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm the patron saint of Discrown Housewives. Well, you'll stick your dick in anything. Well, that's it. Welcome, everyone, to the Precipice of Life with Ethan Desaad. And I'm here with my very, very loyal co-host, the Reverend Michael. Hello, everyone. From the Church of Citibank, if you read his Vikings War of Clans town, which is currently labeled Hamas Nomas, which is kind of like Hijack Bijack, or Wamu Nomu. Politically correct for our middies friends. Why do you want to be politically correct? Well, I don't want to be politically correct. Just for my middies friends. The only PC you should be having is your computer. Well, PCs are so passe. Well, they are passe. I, I just use a phone now. That's that's pretty much it. So what have you been doing with yourself, Reverend Michael? Well, you know, I've been uh, doing absolutely jack shit with my existence. Yeah? How's unemployment treating you? Oh, unemployment's treating me great. They pay me to do nothing, and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the gravy train runs out every so often. Uh, you would think it would have happened already, but apparently not. Well, no, I have a backup plan. Oh, what's that? Uh, steel. Steel? Yes. Yeah, well, that's it. It would be like when I was uh, working this one place there. I'm talking with my boss. I'm explaining that I am losing my ass and I need to get a second job. So we pull off of the highway and she asked me, well, what is it that you're going to be doing it for a second job. And I pointed to Panhandle on the corner. I said, you see that guy with that tin can, the cardboard sign, that Panhandler? I'm going to organize them and take 10%. Well, if anyone needs a representation, it's Panhandlers. I mean, Absolutely. Someone needs to start a union for these guys. They're out there on the corners fending for themselves. Somebody needs to represent them and make sure that their interests are... You know, kept the, uh, how they're supposed to be. I, we need to make sure that these people get paid to stand out there and hold those signs. It's tough work, especially in Arizona heat. Well, they're in the elements. They have to deal with rattlesnakes and people. Scorpions. Scorpions. And sandstorms. Yeah, that's why I never liked Scottsdale. I, I never understood why people would go and pay so much money for the three S's. Sandstorms, snakes, and scorpions. I see that smoker's cough is helping. Uh, how's that going, Michael? Ah, you know, it's keeping my weight down. Everything's good. Uh, Marlboro. Been, been under two bills for two years in a row. First time ever. You see, there you go. And that starvation diet when you were living on the mountain, I'm sure that helped. Well, you know.
know, Yogi and uh, kept me on my toes. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I've been going and feeding a lot of the animals around here. I mean, you were doing some of that earlier. Uh, you know, feeding the squirrels and the chipmunks, raccoons, uh, bears, no, Gila monsters. I was standing there like an asshole. You were feeding them animals. Hey, you fed a couple of them. Uh, they did come up, yes. And they said, I don't want you to feed me. I want but, you, to uh, you know, I do agree with you. Uh, at one point, you were standing like an asshole. I'm all... It's the only way to stand. Uh, well, apparently so. When it comes to people like us, people like us, right? The only way to stand is how we're viewed as assholes. So at least that's what they told me at Bible study. Now I haven't seen you at Bible study in two years. Why do you think that is? Because you've been standing like an asshole. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I've been standing <laughs> like an asshole. All right, so I'm standing like an asshole. Yeah, sure, I did the one guy's wife, but you know what? In the end, I repented. Just one? Wow, oh, jeez. You know, what's this, confession? I gotta... Well, you are with the reverend. All right, well, six, seven. I, I don't... I lose count, all right? They're, they're lucky if I remember their names. No, I'm joking. I remember all their names. It's it's fine. I need it for evidence. And uh, well, testimony, too. Look, I get called on the stand, right? And I need to know exactly who it is that's being referenced. Because if I don't know then who knows what it is that happened who exactly subpoenaing you to go on the stand who 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 isn't let's let's ask that i mean it's a freaking divorce just sign the papers and get on you would think i mean there's nothing like going and slipping that tape to the husband ah fucking drama with these people like, well, you know, and that's it. It's like, yeah, they get overwhelmed. And, you know, look, I get it. Shit happens, all right? You know, I, I don't have any ill will. You know, it's like I got, you know, I guess what I was supposed to go and get out of it, which was, you know, holding my dick. And, you know, fine time, fine experience, everything else. And so, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine, really, you know. But the best dating application I ever found was that uh, Vikings War of Clans I mentioned earlier. You know, uh, much better than OK Cupid or eHarmony or any of the other shit out there. So, you know, if anyone hasn't tried any of the games by Plarium, right? Plarium is the absolute best in dating applications, and they're they're not sponsoring us because they're too cheap to even upgrade their own servers. But it's a great way to meet people from around the world who wish to fornicate. Now, I'm not saying that fornication is a bad thing. You just want to make sure you watch with whom you do it. You know, a lot of people call me a motherfucker. And I always say, quite honestly, yes, I am. Because they have this clear proof right there. Roughly, how many mothers have you fucked? Well, um, I don't know, three, seven, nine dozen. What am I, Will Chamberlain? I'm, I'm not keeping count here. I don't have a tally. You know, notches on the belt or, you know, a chalkboard. The fact of the matter is, is that I never go looking for it. You know, they find me. So they just come out of the blue. They just kind of, they're like, proud. Right. And, and, so, and so when people are telling me, hey, you know what, you're a motherfucker. It's like, yes, I am. I am a motherfucker. And I'll tell you why. Is because it's a smart move. It's a smart move. She has clear proof standing right next to her in the form of a child. They do put out, yes. Yes, definitely. and that's that's exactly my point. So, when somebody calls you a motherfucker, it's a good thing. All right? Don't take it as a bad thing. And there are plenty of other things that can be used as insults. That's not one of them. No. I think that's a uh, 
fair assessment of uh, your experience thus far on the Plaria map. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not for me. Well, no, it's not for you because you never like text messaging or, you know, chatting or whatever else. I mean, you'll just be isolated. You don't give a shit. So, and, and, and you know what? You should, right? Because you'll find people who are like-minded on something like that. Everyone's introverted. We're introverted. It's not like we're the most outgoing people. Well, if there. I found people like-minded like me, then they wouldn't be chatting with me. So there would be no point to chat in the game. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, whether Aquarius or Capricorn, you know, the just doesn't happen, I guess. No. Uh, I mean, I remember this, uh, this one Aquarius, you know, give me your number. And it's like, okay, yeah, hey, fantastic. You know, so enthusiastic about give me your number, right? And it's just like, okay, no communication whatsoever. It's like, why did you give me your number? It's not to be nice. You have to be in front of us. I, I, yeah, no, and I get that. But okay, fine, make plans real quick. Oh, did you go back and make plans? The fuck? She worked at the bank. I saw her every day. Did you say, hey? Let's make plans. Like, uh, you know, we'll go, we'll, you know, communicate. Uh, how about that shit? And it's just like, okay, okay, okay. And then it's just like, how many okays? All right. And she can't pick up a fucking phone. What, what am I supposed to do? You go into the bank, you hand the deposit, and you ask her, let's go out. Or do you want to go out? Here we go. Just to make sure that nobody, you know, sees what's happening there. Right? What I'll do is I'll hand her a note. And then everyone will think I'm robbing the place. Especially now, because of all the masks. I remember... We weren't able to go anywhere with masks on our faces, right? Because it's like, oh, you're a criminal. Now you got these face condoms that are going hanging off your faces, right? Now I refuse to take mine off. Exactly. You know, it's like, uh, given anxiety, people are not going through enough, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they go in there with the face condoms. I can only imagine what it's like if somebody actually does rob a bank. Well. Let's think about that for a moment. Ponder that. If they were actually going to rob a bank... They will just have their mask on. And if you're going to rob a bank, then the first thing you need to do is have a sponsor. We'll be right back. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That pus bag that uh, we just announced over there. So um, they, are, uh, they are sponsoring the show. They are. And we appreciate that. We, we really do. You know, uh, I just... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I, you know, I'm glad that they're sponsoring us. Let's get more sponsors. We should do that. We should get I mean, an infinite amount. Of, actually, the whole show should be just made up of sponsors. Yeah, that's it. Maybe Nobody th- wants to hear th- us. Like th- three minutes of content, right, and about 30 commercials. What, what do you think? Oh, it'll be like we're on ABC. Or, yeah, Paxnet or something, you know. And I, I think that'll work. That's Paxnet. Paxnet. You know, it's like that uh, shit like PBS and whatever else. It's one of those uh, channels in the... Is that the Canadian channel? I, I don't know. They, they did a thing on Mad TV one time. The Sopranos on Paxnet. And they, the show was shortened to three minutes because of uh, being made TV friendly you know, for the network. Well, you would have to delete all the exits. I guess. Uh, I guess it's one of the fun things about this. I don't have to get rid of any expletives. You know, just keep adding. Well, we don't curse. I mean, so no, not okay. at all. I mean, I didn't say one bad word. You say any bad word? No, I did not say. Well, what what do you consider a bad word? Well, I don't know. It's just I, whatever they say that you're not supposed to say on television. What George Carlin had a thing on that? He had the the list of but those aren't bad words. And you not the list of Jericho, them. but I mean, you know, like an actual list. I know. I suppose I have a list too. You know, that and a virtual harem. We have a list. Everyone has a list. Schindler had a list. Schindler had a list. And look how that worked out there. 
most of them are. Well, you know, that's the whole thing. I take a look at it just like how relationships. Yeah, I get bored with relationships. And that's why I started having a girlfriend for every day of the week. But, you know, the other day, one of my girlfriends, you know, left me. I said, hey, Sunday. And she's like, my name's Jamie. I said, well, you know, Toby's real name was Kunta Kinte. How'd that work out for him? Not well. No, not. I had to rename him when he got home. Well, that's it. So, anyway. So, uh, I wish her well. Just not too well. Anyway. I thought Sunday was Stacy. Whatever. I you know, these people and their names these days, you know, like... See, this Stacey. is what always happens. It's like, what? they come to you, and then you're like, oh, you get their names all fucked up. Sorry. You get their names all fucked up, and then they come to me, and they're like, why is he in such an asshole? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing. Uh, but... When did I become their emotional tampon? Well, you see, that, that's the thing. Because, you see, I'm going to them as Ethan Desaad. You know, I'm not going as just me. Oh, know? that is true. And I guess that's what it is. Mm. You know, because when I take a look at it, it's like it's like our listeners here, just like my fans, you know, back when I was a pro wrestler. And I called them desodomites. And I, I think that's what we should call the congregation. I don't think we should call that listenership or anything else. We should call these people the congregation. And, uh, you know, what the whole thing is well, like. Here to forth, they shall be known as desodomites. Desodomites, yes. And this here, this podcast is known as your desodomization. Now, when we have our communion, you okay there, Michael? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm still with you. Be a good reverend. Now. I'm being a good reverend. Uh, you know. I'm the, biting my tongue. Uh, it's just I I could see it now. If I just went and went back into wrestling or running a cult. Well, first of all, you didn't have any wrestling fans, but continue. I, I did have wrestling fans. You didn't. I went to your shows. All right. Well, let's just say they were they remembered me. Okay. No matter what, they remembered me. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, you figure, it's just like all the riots that we started. Um, that, yeah. I just have a knack for that, I guess. I missed all those. You know, and... I was there for the hit piece, though. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a story for another time. Continue. Well, you know, not like a connecticution. No, uh, not megas or no megas. <laughs> that's it. The Constitution State, and that's where you sit and wait. So, anyway... So my week has been kind of, uh, kind of weird, kind of weird, gloomy weather, right? The rub and tug, um, feeding the animals, the rub and tug again. Um, then of course I, I had the three more at the rub and tug. I, you know, I spend too much time and money at the rub and tug and this is why we need that active listener support so I can go to the rub and tug more often. What do you think? What are they giving away at the rub and tug other than a rub and tug that you're going so often? Well, it's a fun place. It's like an amusement park for adult males. Oh, yeah. So fun rides, you know, uh, feel fulfilled when it's all done. Spiritually so, fulfilled as well. Yes. As a matter of fact, well, in my case, because if uh, I go, I get to bring my Bible. Well, that's it. Bring your Bible, thump it right on her ass. And uh, there you go. I think you'll have a good time. I don't think I'll be doing that. Uh, let her know. It's like receive the good Lord right now. Oh, you're a reverend. You know how to do this. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, the jury's still out, right? The jury's out, and they're getting lunch, brother. Well, that's it. Three hung juries. They haven't given up on this yet? <laughs> oh, that's a no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about other things. Venturing out there, making sure that I uh, have a bit more fun. I spent too much time playing that Vikings War of Clans. It became such an ordeal because of the fact that people get too into this game, treating it like it's real life. It becomes an addiction, really. 
It does. It does. Because people are not, they're not actually having that connection with people in the real world. So they treat this game as if it's something that is real. Do they want a connection with people in the real world? You would think. Or is that something that they don't know that they want, but they're craving it? Well, I, I think that's what it is. That they're craving it. They, they don't really understand it until it's brought to light. But they get lost in the game either way. And the game is like an icebreaker. So that's how people start talking. Uh, and nobody really gives two shits about the game. I mean, except for those who are just obsessed and think that it's real life. Yeah, but I think I, I handled enough shit from that game to just uh, kind of call it a, a life. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that if it, if it's impeding your progress as a person, spiritually, mentally, and your overall anxiety, mm-hmm. because you do have anxiety, then you just should a, just a bit. Then you should leave, leave the game. Yeah. That, so I mean, or not? It's entirely up to you. You know, that's my gimmick. All right. Now, normally I'm the one going saying that, but I don't, thank you. You're you're right. It is entirely up to me. And you know what? I, that, that's why I decided that. What did you I'm, trademark the English language? What the fuck? <laughs> yes, I did. As a matter of fact, because apparently nobody knows how to speak it these days. Oh, I know. I don't know how to speak it. My grandma sucks. Well, okay. Well, all due respect to grandma, okay, <laughs> and her lack of teaching ability, it still comes down to what is it that you do to improve upon yourself. Not on much of anything, really. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I pray. You pray. I go to the mountaintop and I pray. I have my Bible. Well, and that's it, you know. And then you pray to Ethan the Redeemer, and that's what it is. And here in the church of Ethan Desad, Ethan the Redeemer, right? All the Desadamites out there, and the shirts will be coming. So don't you worry about that. They'll be available, and it's a good way to go and help support us here at the channel. Now, right. And uh, all proceeds are going to help benefit the After Wonderland channel, which is our parent channel here, and uh, make sure that we can be able to provide that content and hopefully get some studio uh, time and, you know, uh, all the fun shit that people have. I want to get this on the air, have a nice show with it, whatever else. Well, what you're describing, it sounds like there's a lot of people that need saving. Well, it's true. They do. They do. And that's why I considered putting this under self-help. And that's just a small sample size. We're just discussing a game. I mean, how miserable must these people really be? How miserable is everyone? I'm not miserable. Come on. You're not miserable? I'm not miserable. You're not miserable. You're not miserable because you just like hanging out with me. That's what it is. That is true. You know? But, you know, when you're at the congregation, you know, you're not exactly in your element. No. I mean, why'd you become a reverend in the first place? It was forced upon me. It was forced upon you? Yes. By a guy with a big nose. With a very large nose. Yeah, that's it. Just that giant schnoz. Just staring at me. He yeah. Is, uh, you are now reverend. And he's, and he's there he's smoking a cigarette in the rain. I said crack. I said what? Oh, that, that's it. Yeah. Just so you know, this guy's nose was so large. He's smoking a cigarette in the rain. It's just a natural canopy. Right. Uh, that, that's pretty much the size of this guy's nose. It went from you know, where we are to, say, St. Louis. And a giant, giant nose. It, it was a very large nose, um, larger than Pinocchio's. Well, and that's the thing. One time he had a deviated septum, right? It's like, God, how many people is it going to take to fix that? Well, from what I understood, it was a 20-team surgery. It had to look like a slaughterhouse in there. It was pretty messy. Uh, his father showed me pictures. Did he really? Yes, he did. Why? Mr. What? Smith, Mr. Smith definitely showed me pictures. 
I'll tell you. But Mr. Smith loved me more than he loved him anyway, so it was all good. That's true. I think everyone loves you more than love him. <laughs> Let's face it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, between his family, his wife. So. That awful sister. You know, I know that I'm known as the patron saint of uh, Disgruntled Housewives, but you're no stranger to the realm. I know this. I know your history there. You're a real pisser. Well, I can honestly say I have no idea what you're referring to at the moment. Oh, of course not. No, no, no. I've been the straight and narrow my entire existence. Right. That's it. You know, I believe that shit. (laughs) You know, it's like me. Uh, You know, that that would be like me claiming that shit. I'm sorry, but I, I can't. You know, I was seeing this amazing woman, right, over in Arizona, and, mm, my God, scorching hot, scorching hot, right, beautiful Filipina, Chinese mixture, you know, uh, wow, hey, she was married, and, and it was her idea, she figured, okay, well, it was her idea to get married, or her idea to hook up with you, but, well, her, no, her idea to hook up with me, she hated the marriage, and it's like, that's fine, woman, uh, she married a Chinese guy? No, no, it was a white dude, you know, like me. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, just, I was surprised that she just wanted me in the first place. I'm almost impressed. Almost. You, I mean, you know, that's the thing is, uh, having, you know, that relationship, it was hot, but it was brief, intense. The biggest thing, the biggest thing is that it just ended out of nowhere. And. Did you get hit by a truck? No, no, amazingly not, but I thought that was possible. Uh, but she did answer after that, so I, I'm guessing that she was missed by that truck. Uh, I don't understand. How did it just end? It just ended. She just became overwhelmed. I love that because everyone becomes overwhelmed. And I'm, you know, I'm there, like I said, holding my dick. You, you can be overwhelming. I guess, I guess. You know, it's funny because I'm not the one who initiates it. I'm not the one who ends it, right? So it's like, look, you're in my house, bitch. You know, it's not like I went into your kitchen and pissed in the cornflakes. I I did go into her kitchen, whatever else. It was a new house that they got and everything else. I I even flipped her over and did her on her husband's side of the bed. She didn't even change the sheets. No tack. But the thing is, right, it it leads to one one of my favorite concoctions there because of the fact that we worked at the same place. And... She had to go and run conference calls because her boss was out of town and she was running out of motivational things to say. And I'm like, okay, hey, don't be motivational. Use a parable, like in the Bible. What do you mean? Here's one. A man and a woman were married. She cheated on him. She told him about it and he didn't do anything about the situation. She continued to cheat on him over and over again until she eventually left him. Later on, he was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctor said that this was perfectly treatable. But again, he didn't do anything about the situation. He eventually died alone, firmly fixed in the belief that these perfectly fixable problems would fix themselves. Now, I'm not saying that each of you on this call are like this man. I'm saying that you're all like cancer. Eventually, I came up with a caveat to that. And it's like, I understand what you're all thinking right now. You equated all your employees to cancer? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. 
So that's why I had to come up with a caveat because people didn't see the, the genius of this. And it's like, I understand what you're thinking. I just called each of you cancer. But this is not a popularity contest. This is about results. It's about who crosses the finish line first. And have you seen the statistics? Cancer's winning. It's lost on me how this is supposed to inspire confidence and performance amongst your employees. Because it's not about popularity, it's about results. And I'm saying that they have the ability. I didn't say inspire popularity. I said results amongst your employees. Yes. I'm going to compare them to cancer and be like, oh, cancer's winning. Because it is. So is death. Why don't you just say you're all death? Death is winning. 100%. 162-0 if it was a freaking team. Because of the fact that cancer seemed to be more palpable at the time. If I said that you're all like death and I'm the grim fucking reaper, I don't think that it would have inspired all that much. But the cancer bit, everyone was waiting for me to go and do that call. Because they got sick of conference calls and that would have been awesome. How many more conference calls did you run after this conference call? A lot. Oh, so it went well. Well, it's funny because I didn't use this one because I, I joked with my boss. That I was, you know, going to do this, right? And I went through the whole bit. She just stopped short because we're doing store visits. And jaw dropped almost to the floor. She's like, don't you ever say anything like that on my conference call. Yeah, you can't act like that with Arizona people. No, no. Well, she's from California even worse. Oh, my God. I, you know, nothing like somebody from Orange County. Oh, fruits and nuts. Absolutely. You know, and... You know, and if she ever happened to listen to this, um, fuck you. Now. Not literally. No, not literally. I mean, she would definitely be all hand, no mouth. Uh, it'd be like plowing a corpse. I can't, no. I imagine like a plastic Barbie doll. Probably. You know, I just, there needs to be substance, like emotional substance and passion. Can't be just, you know, sitting there, laying there. You know, there was someone just recently and I. I wasn't even interested. I walked out. I just balked. Was it the rub and tug? No, no, no. This was an actual person I was seeing. And and, and uh, she's like, oh, well, you know, we would you want to still? No, I'm not interested. Like, let's go. Let's leave now. I'm what done. happened? What led up to her? You wanting to leave? Uh, There's so many red flags. Where do you begin? Or what didn't happen? Oh, well, first off, she's a Libra. That's an air sign. There's nothing wrong with them. Continue. But Libras and me? I, I don't know. I, I get some uh, bad fucking experience. Not all bad, but majority I can, of them. I can say 12 signs of the Zodiac in you. <laughs> so that doesn't hold any water. I guess not. So the thing is, it was like, okay, so you're going to pay for this and that and the other thing. But I believe in 50-50. And it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? You, what are you going to put forth any effort on anything whatsoever? It's like pulling teeth to go and get a kiss. It's like, wow, no, uh, this is absolutely terrible. Can't be going doing this. Where were you when this was happening? Uh, what, that last time that I saw her? Yes. Ah, we went all the way uh, out of town over by the New York border. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was funny because of the fact that she's like, yeah, we'll go we'll get a hotel and whatever else. And it's a fucking econo lodge. Okay. She's expecting a jacuzzi. In the room and a Econo Lodge. I guess they didn't have a Marriott. It did though. Apparently, she thinks that we're staying at the Plaza. You know, yeah, Marriott would have worked. Uh, seems to be where I tend to go. 
Do do we remember all the room numbers now? Uh, Most. I mean, 121, 12. What was the thing? Uh, Was it 415? I believe so. Right, 415, right? And then this was uh, 110. Yeah, just uh, that that 110 one, never again. 110, never again. I'm not doing it. I'm not. And she was blowing up my phone the next morning as if she didn't get the message from the night before. Yeah. What could she possibly be texting you? Black Lives Matter. Like Black Lives do matter. They, they do. They, they do. It's just, a, you know, no, that's what she, she fucking sent. So you virtually just kicked her out of a hotel room. I imagine she didn't have all her clothes on. No, no. I, and the I, only thing she texted you was Black Lives Matter. No, what it was, so we both got dressed. I was getting dressed first, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not interested. So it's okay, I'm, I'm getting dressed. It's like, uh, let's go. Let's get out of here. So for all those who said that, I'm just all about sex and whatever else, look, I balked. I, I was not interested. There, there was nothing that was going to make me want to do the deed at that time. Well, I'm proud of you. You, you, know, sh- you showed restraint. Well, that, that's it. And I, I take a look and I tried to see the best in her. But forget about all that, right? This podcast would be so much better if we had cocaine. Don't you agree? Yes, we're definitely way too sober for this. Now, you did cocaine before, right? Absolutely. Now, see, I've never done it. I've always talked about it and whatever else. But, but you're the guy. You're, so is the drip worth everything that they say? It's all in the drip. It's all in the drip. It's all and do not clear your throat. Do don't, not blow don't, your nose. Don't do anything. Let it drip. Let it get down in your throat. It's almost like a time release. Is it? Yes. All right. So uh, when you're doing the cocaine, are you spreading it out on the table, like you know, cutting in lines, or are you, you make it into like little countries, pretend like you're going to visit, like, hey, we're going to Madrid. You know, you made it look like Spain on the table. I'm Ooh. a white boy. I don't cut my own cocaine. Okay. Well, wh- whoever cut it for you, I mean, did lines. that person. Lines? Lines and hand me a hundred. Hand you a hundred? Mm-hmm. Did you keep the hundred? Uh, no, I did not. It was not my hundred to keep. It was free cocaine. It was free cocaine. Okay, well, should have still paid you for it. Paid me for the free cocaine? <laughs> of course. It was his cocaine. So? What? He did pay me. He paid me by letting me have the cocaine. Hey, you were honoring him by using his product. It wasn't his product. He stole it. Okay, well, you're honoring him by acknowledging his steal. That is true. I mean, it's a good score for him. I mean, in his defense, he did buy me dinner that night. Still doesn't explain the hundred. You had to give the hundred back. It was for snorting. You don't spend the hundred. It's got cocaine all over it. That's exactly how you spend the hundred. No. You don't do that. Just in case. Just in case. Well, I don't know. I mean, I always joke about drugs. And uh, everyone thinks I do them or sell them. I've never seen you do an illegal drug. No? Never. That's because uh, I'm very sneaky. Very, I guess. No, I just, you know, I don't. And uh, it's funny because the fact that the amount of joking that I do when it comes to this, people refuse to believe that I didn't do it. Why? I don't know. Maybe because the story ends up being that detailed. And No, how do you know about this? How do you know about that? I don't know, because I research. You do research. I did five minutes worth of research well, on first Wikipedia. Of all, usually and when you tell, you tell a story, you're telling them that it's a joke. Yeah. It's like, by the way, this is a joke. And then... This is what happened. And that's it. So, you know, you figure when it comes Dude, to... who are you talking to? Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> Apparently a lot of people are retarded. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, can we say retarded anymore? Are we going to get... Like, oh, well, sorry. Sorry. Mentally 
challenged. Oh, I thought it was learning something now, like learning disability. Simple, simple, something like that. What, whatever. Look, I always say the retarded person can't be offended because the retarded retarded person is retarded and can't be offended because it's not in the fabric of the person. So, not to be confused with autism, by the way. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. Just grab the puzzle pieces, throw them on the car right now. Poor Sean Penn. Poor Sean Penn, you know. Because you can't, you can't go act in a movie, right? Act full retard. Everyone's got to have redeeming quality. You know, that, that guy just doesn't have one in real life. <laughs> well, certainly does not. Yeah, I mean, couldn't keep uh, Robin White happy, right? Terrible. So, eh, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Hey, shit happens when you party naked. So, like I say, shit happens when you party naked, and that's what our sponsor is going to tell you right now. So we'll be right back after these messages. You know, I almost used to call his sponsors Thieving Bastards. Well, I can't believe we got these fucking assholes to sponsor us, but, you know, thanks for the check. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we need to start being more selective. We? You're the one who handles the money. Yeah, but I like to include you in the decisions. I just saw the dollar amount. I didn't see the company. I'm sorry. Well, you take a look at the name of this, right? And, you know, we call it the precipice of life. The precipice of life. We could have had names like Slaughterhouse of the Conscience or Acts of Contrition. Ethan the Annihilator. The Redemption Show. The Redemption Show. That's it, you know, where we just go through and we perform and rescind miracles. Show people what could be just for that glimpse and take it away from them. Why would we ever do that to somebody? Because that was my wrestling gimmick. You were there. You were there when uh, we gave Joe the power to walk. Right? He was in the, my grandfather's wheelchair the whole time. And I, do, I do remember this. People were helping him outside. That's right. He was smoking, so people were giving him cigarettes, lighting the cigarettes for him. Great sell job by Joe, by the way. Well, yeah, no, it was awesome. It was the first time I saw him in, God, what, eight years. And he sold it like a champ. Yeah, he's just there in the chair. And playing the whole thing people are helping him out there i get out there and i said i'm going to perform a miracle and i go up to him and it's like if i give you the power to walk will you then believe that i'm god yeah then walk my son walk the power of ethan compels you the power of ethan compels you the power of ethan compels you and finally stands up with assistance and then he takes a step with assistance after a little bit, finally, he takes another step on his own, and he's standing on his own, and the crowd is eating it up, and I tell everyone, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away, and I tapped him right on his shoulder, and he fell like a sack of shit, <laughs> it was hilarious, the ref jumped the railing, wait, he was paralyzed again? Yeah, he was paralyzed again, so it's like, yeah, I was there for this? Yeah, you were there, what kind of shit show was this? I don't even remember that. Yeah, well, you you know what? Next time, next time that we do this podcast, we're having whiskey. Lots of it, right? Uh, That that goes without saying. You need a lot of it. Um, You know, Dr. John Daniel has this fine elixir. I think we should start utilizing it. What does that have to do with rescinding a miracle of helping someone in need? Because that would be a miracle to get some whiskey right now. Well, yeah, I guess. Right? Because, you know. That had to be one of the top, worst fucking segues I've ever heard in my life, but okay. (laughs) Yo, eat shit. All right, so. The thing was, 
rescinding the miracles. So I'm a bad guy. I can't go and actually perform miracles and keep the miracles. In order for me to just be that heel, that bad guy. The to, heel. Well, I'm earning the ire of the crowd. They're supposed to hate me, want to kill me. If I recall, your ex and me and Joe were the only ones there. No, no. There were more people. Oh, okay. I'll have to take your word for it. There were more people. It was 130 degrees in that fucking That building, I remember. But, you know... I had to go into the 95 degree heat outside to cool down. Yeah, it was uh, 95 degrees outside. It was 100% humidity, high dew point. It was 130 degrees inside minimum. No air conditioning, just one fan in the corner. And I don't mean somebody who's a spectator. I mean an actual fan, an oscillating fan was in the corner. I lost 22 pounds that day. 22. I started off the day at 285 buff, right? And I weigh myself later on after being in a sauna for eight hours and wrestling three matches even with drinking two gallons of water and i'm down to 262 same scale that was that one huh? that was that one oh, okay ain't nothing like <laughs> like that to go and just make you feel like shit i guess i don't remember because no one tried to kill you that day nobody tried to kill me that day that was strange enough i mean i know we're used to it at this point oh yeah how did i ever make it to 39 how did you make it to 39? How did I make it to 42? How do you make it to 42? Lots of uh, blood, sweat, and tears, brother. So, you know, during your six-month protest living on the mountain, what would you say was your uh, biggest revelation? The biggest revelation was is that life is shit. It's meaningless. It ends. And while I'm here, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want because who cares? You're just a beacon of positivity. Well, you know. You asked? The, the epitome of uh, positive thinking. You, right? a, you asked me? Anthony Robbins got nothing on you, man. It's, I'm going to tell you that right now. So what that should do for people is it should clear the path to let them do what they want. You know, I agree with you. There, there is just way too much bullshit, red tape, everything. And 99.9% .9 of it is imposed <clears throat> on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, especially when it comes to introverted people. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, yes. It is the unfortunate thing. It's a it's a curse. It really is. We feel the extremes of emotions. We have the actual depth to go and handle different things. I think we put too much expectation into our fellow man. I think that's our issue. Well, because in the end, we all end up being these idealists when it comes to people. That people can actually be the best versions of themselves. All they need to do is just decide. But that decision ends up being the hardest thing for these people to do. Too locked and... Well, you know, all that bullshit and what they were trained to think that, you know, they're, uh, whether they're extremely smart or whether they're just supposed to do things in a certain way or, you know, they're retards, whatever it is, right? It's just, they're stuck with that. They're stuck in that mindset. I think my biggest thing was I just decided to run with it. I mean, you have to own it. Eventually, to come to grips with it, you have to own it. Free your mind. I wish I only had the blue pill. And I don't mean Viagra. I mean the one that puts me back into Wonderland. Whatever. But yeah, Matrix aside. Don't you think that the Matrix and Nightmare on Elm Street should have been a combined franchise at some point? Oh, uh, Matrix, absolutely. Like, that, that was I mean, it was, it, was, yeah. it was one and the same, really. Yeah, it's essentially a dream state. Yes. So why wouldn't we have both franchises under New Line? Who who would who would win? Neo or Freddy Krueger? Well, here we go. Smith or Freddy Krueger? Um, okay, Smith or Freddy Krueger. Now I mean, you could have a whole bunch of Smiths, but Freddy can essentially do the same thing. 
Yes, you can, because you only exist in the dream realm. You go to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, and he was in all those mirrors. That's your expertise. Okay, well, it's just, I remember I saw it. Lots of mirrors. Got it. You, well, you know how I am. Yeah, it's just, you like those sick movies? No, I just remember everything. Well, that's it. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, where's the whiskey? So, it, you know, I, I guess looking at people, I, I really do hope for better. And I guess I should just get rid of that hope. I hope and change didn't work. You take take a look. How did it go with Obama? Uh, gay people made out great. Yeah, yeah, he did well. He did well. I mean, you know, but I mean, everyone else. Just shit show. Do what you think it? he ever did cocaine? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you go to school in Morningside Heights in college. You're doing cocaine. And I'll tell you what, we can uh, actually take in voice messages on this podcast. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think that President Obama did cocaine? Uh, it could be any point in life. Uh, it could be during the presidency. Uh, it could be now. I, I really don't care. But I just need to know. I need to know for anyone who's listening out there, do you think that President Obama did cocaine? No one's listening to this shit. Oh, so old. People are listening to this shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, trust me. Trust me. You want to tie, like, a prize to it or something? No? I, no, we'll do a sweepstakes uh, in a bit. You know, this right here is just something to kind of get some of our our listeners, right? The congregation, the desodomites, to have a voice. I need to make sure that they themselves feel appreciated. They'll feel appreciated. Really? I mean, the advice that we'll be giving will be life-altering. I mean, this is more of a self-help channel. It, it definitely is. So, Who will we be helping? Probably ourselves. So give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. And let us know if President Obama did cocaine. And if anyone has any inside knowledge, we'll take that too. That would be awesome. It would be fantastic. So I think that uh, that will be in a good spot right there. You know, but uh, whether or not he did cocaine, we'll be back after these messages. And we're back here, the precipice of life. I want to thank our sponsors, by the way. This sponsor I can absolutely get on board with. Absolutely, 110,000%. I am down with the cause on this, you know. And and not like in the RG3 thing that they said on ESPN a few years back. But I mean, like, really down with the cause. They called him an Uncle Tom? Um, well, you know, that's what everyone does these days. You know. Uh, but... Yeah, give us your thoughts on uh, on COVID here, Reverend Michael. Well, what do you think? COVID is the flu. The flu. It's the flu. The flu. They're telling us to quarantine because of a fucking flu. You know how long COVID's been on the back of the fucking Lysol bottle? How long? Eh, roughly 35, 40 years. No shit. Eh, no shit. It's right there. Really? Blue and white. Coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, but it's a new strain. No, it's not a new strain. Get the so my whole thing with COVID I don't know what to go and really believe out there Uh, I don't watch TV uh, I don't really keep up with anything but we take a look at COVID uh, they they start with the social distancing bullshit and I'm like okay fine I can definitely handle that yeah so can I I was into social distancing well before it was a trend 
18 months before COVID was a thing here in the United States, I put 2,700 miles between my ex-wife and myself. Oh, and still not nearly enough. No, no, not nearly. So six feet is nothing, guys. Just want to let you know that. So wear your face condoms and make sure you keep six feet apart there. Make sure you have a hand sanitizer. Absolutely. But I was thinking, you know, we can ride this wave. We can ride it. Uh, you remember back in 93, that thing over Waco, the, the Branch Davidians? I do remember that. Yeah, I was thinking, it's like we can go and go back to the compound. We can start up a cult and a political party. We'll call it the Branch Covidians. What do you think? So we're going to name the political party after a pandemic. Yes. The Branch Covidians. And who are we going to get to Where? join said party? I'm sure a lot of people would, because uh, you take a look at the options that you have out there. You, you got Donald Trump, and love him or hate him, people have their opinions, whatever else. And for all those people who do hate him, the best that they could find was uh, was Joe Biden, who's been running for president since 1988, and apparently still hasn't figured out how to do it. I mean, he lost to Michael Dukakis. Yes, he lost to Dukakis. I, that, that right there is a nail in the coffin. Give me a fucking break. You know, it, it's just, what? Who lost to George Bush. Exactly. The, the first one. The first one. You know, and we take a look. Uh, I think it was the other day. That's like Hillary running for president against Trump. She lost to the black guy. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, people? Exactly. I, you take a look at, at uh, Joe Biden. The guy's obviously got early stage dementia. I, I hope that somebody's testing him there or, you know, whatever hamsters uh, are turning the wheels. I hope that they're feeding them. I yeah. have it in good authority that he's doing the blocks. Oh, is he? Yes. Is that kind of like the plugs they got? Or the blocks. Yeah, no, but you get the plugs with the hair. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can equate it to that. Hmm, that's interesting. So, they want him out so badly. They, they said, no, we hate Donald Trump. We, we want him out so badly, and the best they could find is this guy. And an old administration. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, I understand uh, you guys didn't really find uh, that faith in Booker or you know, any of the other people who you know, run under that party. I mean, they'll run a black guy, but they're not ready to run a gay black guy. Well, Which one's gay? Booker? Corey. Yeah? Oh, he's on the DL. He was on the DL worse than Magic Johnson. You know, I mean, that that's the thing. Is that, I, I don't know. I should ask my brother. Well. He's into all that. Well, yeah, he does play for that team. But that's okay. We still love him. Yeah, look, I don't care about what it is that you do. Just keep it away from me. Now, again, the best that they could find is Joe Biden. The, the guy's, you know, like the success story of a, uh, a puddle with molten shit. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say it's that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. He's pretty fucking bad. Uh, what, is, what has he done? Name one accomplishment that he's actually had outside of re-election. He endorsed the crime bill. That's right. Which was a real big hit in the uh, black community, let me tell you. Yeah, you figure, uh, it's like, he's like, yeah, you know, because you're not black if you're not voting for me. And it's like, uh, didn't he go and actually have bills that, you know, mainly targeted black people? Wasn't he on board with the whole, pre- what is he, the apex predators? Uh, no, it was a super predators. Super predators. Super, super predators, you know? And, and it's like, wow, you know, this, this fucking guy. But, hey. You know, Democrats, they, they seem to love him more than Bernie. So I guess that, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Bernie was too uh, too progressive for them. Too progressive. God forbid the Democrats won election. Do you think Bernie ever did cocaine? Oh, Bernie definitely did cocaine. Yeah? Yes. 
think you can afford it? I didn't. You know, the actually, guy never actually held a job before he became he, senator. He's not. He's on the on the Senate end. He doesn't have that much money. So I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you probably freeloaded like I did. Oh. Yeah, but I don't fault you for freeloading. I fault him for freeloading. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, I'm just happy that I, I don't deal with this shit. I, this is why I isolated myself in the first place. Well, you were in politics. I was in politics. I, I spent four good years there. Um, it's just that they weren't good years to have in politics. So that was fun. It was fun to go and have debates with people and get them all pissed off because I just hit certain triggers and watched the person unravel. I was like, oh, well, what are you going to say to that? I don't have to say anything. It's like dipshit over here went and took care of that. You know, I'll just uh, sit here, have my cigar, and, you know, uh, just finish my jack. Well, you did get invited to some fundraisers, did you not? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the them. Yeah. I, I would usually be, uh, you know, be some honored guest or, you know, get some uh, comp on a, a $5,000 plate deal, whatever. It didn't matter. I don't pay for things. Did yeah. you run somebody for governor? I did. How'd that work out? For me, uh, it went well. Uh, for him, uh, he could have been a better campaigner. Well, I, you know, that's the thing. When Jason ran for governor, because we went into wrestling together, right? And, you know, when he ran for governor, it, it was a it was a good thing. Uh, it gave us statewide campaign experience. It got us ahead in the line. We didn't have to sit there and do gopher work. That was a big thing. Yeah, you didn't have to go through the corporate ladder as it were through the political party right I just use the politics to my advantage that's it get your name out there yeah yeah and you're working in cell phones and now yeah that, that's pretty much it so hey and preaching to the congregation and preaching to the congregation I, I'm making it happen in many ways so gotta get those revenue streams up well that's it especially if I get stuck playing Vikings War of Clans again well you gotta buy those packs apparently they're expensive yeah, those packs are expensive. Uh, I wouldn't know you buy mine. It, well, yeah, that, that's that's true. Uh, but you know, you do pay for me to go and see the ladies anyway from the game. So I guess it you know kind of evens out there at the end. Uh, you know, four ninety nine, four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> you know, net net, it's a win. So yeah, just to give you an idea. So we went to Texas to go meet somebody from the game, and this was phenomenal. I'll tell you, I mean. What a phenomenal lady. Everything went pretty well. Uh, you guys ended up going for coffee, right? Yeah, we, we had a cup of coffee. Anyway, so after everything, which was an amazing time, we went to Morton's. Morton's because we didn't want the day to be a total waste. And we had some good steak. We had lobster mac at $25 a bowl. The fuck type of charging is that? But anyway, um, Michael being heavily, heavily inebriated, he uh, he was definitely into that. Uh, he didn't care. He's like, just keep bringing it, just keep bringing it. He was hitting on some uh, some waitress who was from Mississippi with that deep drawl, so he was in love. Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi. She went out of her way to say, I'm from Southern Mississippi. That's right. That was like, sweetheart, 150 years ago, we still kicked your ass. It doesn't matter what part of Mississippi you're from. Well, that, that's, that's pretty much it. But it was a it was an amazing time, probably one of the biggest highlights of this. So we'll bypass everything else that happened during this uh, extended weekend that we spent down in Texas, and we'll go right to the airport because we decided to show up at the airport 
six hours early for a domestic flight. Yeah, we did meet uh, Vinny from Queens. We met Vinny from Queens, uh, and also a, a coach from uh, LSU. We did meet, a, well, I think he was an oilman. Whatever. So, thing is, right? Uh, he's asking if I'm still going to live, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But I, I think it was, what, uh, 11 dollars $1,200 we spent at that airport? Or you spent? It was, it was enough that the bank decided to give me a call to make sure that I was the one charging my own card at the airport. One thing I learned is never go to the airport five hours early, especially with Ethan the Redeemer. He will drink you dry. What are you trying to say, guy? I mean, you said yes to everything. That's because I drank myself dry. Of course you did. It was glorious. How did I make it on the plane? Um, you started hitting on the ticket lady. She said, have a nice flight. And you started walking onto the plane. And, and then I found the seat on my own. You did find the seat on your own because I was already in my seat. I was already sweating profusely. And they held up the flight because of some assholes connecting from, like, Southwest Airlines. So... We, we get to the, the airport bar, and we decide to go and get something to eat, get some drinks. Now, some. Some, right. Because the early decision was some. And people at the bar were asking, because the one guy was asking, was like, is your friend going to live? He did. He had, You went to the bathroom. He asked, is your friend going to live? And he was almost, he was actually considering missing his freaking flight. To see if you were going to survive the bar. He's like, I don't want to go to my flat. I want to see if this motherfucker going to live. And then he and his boyfriend, who was his boyfriend, I don't, that was not a co-worker. By the yeah, way. Heading up to Edmonton. Heading up to Edmonton. What are you going to do in Edmonton in February, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Snuggle up with each other. Well, whatever. Hey, look, more power to them. I really don't care. The funny part was because the bartender's like, I think your friend's going to need some coffee. And it's like... You just served me 28 shots of whiskey. What's one fucking cup of coffee going to do? Right. I took the cup of coffee, by the way, people. And, and, you know, rightfully so. It wouldn't have done shit for me. That's right. And then uh, time came for the flight. And Michael uh, let me know. uh, Because I was just in the bathroom there. They let me know, oh, it's flight time. So I get up. And I was walking to the terminal with you, right? Yes. And we're about 20 feet away from the uh, the actual stand, right? Yeah, we, we were pretty close to the gate. And I black out. <clears throat> you blacked out, but you were still functioning. I was still functioning. And, yes. I, and I'm in love. And she just smiled or whatever else. And, and said, okay, have a good flight. Have a great flight. It's like, wow, really? And then, I, and then because I woke up three hours later. <laughs> and we're in Newark. Well, yeah, we were just about there. And I remember asking the woman next to me, I was like, was I unruly in any way? I apologize if I... And she's like, no, you were fine. And I'm thinking, what? How? What happened? I can't account for my whereabouts from the last four hours. Because I I can't even imagine how I got to the seat, right? It's like, wow, I had 28 shots of whiskey. And yeah, although that's not much for me... it's still the idea that I blacked out because I was just, you know, those, those first few shots were, were spaced out enough. But then I'm pounding down triple shots because he started throwing in the extra shots and everything else. Well, we, we did tip generously, I believe. 
Right. As we often do. So. But anyway, that's that's pretty much uh, our... Oh, I almost got into a fight getting off the flight. That's right. Redneck Ricky. Redneck Ricky. Got upset that I cut the line. Uh, well, I, I was getting a little queasy. I was getting a little nauseous. Well, you know... This that... fucking asshole from Texas starts running his fucking mouth at me. Right. So I get off the plane, and he's like... Wah, wah. I'm like, was that you, bro? He's like, yeah, that was me. Why couldn't you wait? I was like, dude, I was feeling a little queasy. He's like, man... I could smell the alcohol on your breath. I was like, listen, you fucking redneck. Go fuck your sister. And he did. And he did. He, he, got, he went to the hotel. He was meeting his sister. and they See, and, they, and that's it, right? Because, again, people are so consumed with themselves. And we need to go and put them in their places uh, every so often. So, you know, as we finish that story, I want to say that this, you know, doing this podcast, this is a lot of fun. The, you know, I enjoyed this. And, you know, we've been uh, we've been at this about an hour, and uh, quite honestly, uh, quite literally, people, we've been at this for an hour. I think that this is uh, something to uh, to continue. We're going to keep making this happen, and we will change your lives. That's it for the so, better. So, uh, yeah, on behalf of the After Wonderland channel, Reverend Michael and myself, I want to go and wish you good luck out there. I mean, I would, but I don't think you'd know what to do with it if you had it. But we'll see you next week. And of course, that wasn't very nice. No, it wasn't, but it's it's true. So make sure you tell your friends, family members, anyone you know, come check this out. Check out the After Wonderland channel on YouTube as well, because we have some good content on there. Classic content. Some of the stuff you may have heard here tonight, but you know what? We'll keep on going with it. I think that there are going to be some great ideas in store. We have some great times ahead of us. So on behalf of Reverend Michael... I want to wish everyone a very pleasant evening. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.